This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hello, my name is Vinnie. This is a journalism pot pie served with comedic vegetables and a thick, rich and very lackadaisical sauce. You can text the show on 71010. Hello. Uh, where do we start? I think I'll start at an announcement, which for some of you will be joyous and some of you will be a little troubling, but hopefully we'll bash on through it and then get to the bit where we can all go, for you. Predicting quite a lot here. Okay. But the quicker of the cats listening may have noticed, I ain't from round here. And uh, I've been here in Canada for ten and a half years. And um, I'm English, see? And uh, no, I don't do the Pizzaville ads. Please stop asking. I might get a tattoo that says that. This week I got really annoyed with it because uh, I met someone in the street and they said, oh, I, I listen to your show, it's really good. And I really like your Domino's ad. I was like, right, hang on a minute. I'm not even the Pizzaville guy. At least if you're going to get me mixed up, get the right pizzas. That's a first. And then I found myself saying that, which made me look like I was that guy, because I know a lot about it. Huh? Um, if you don't listen to the adverts, you won't know what the hell I'm talking about. If you're a podcast listener, why aren't you listening to the show? How do you think these things come about? Hmm? Chip in. At least send me a check. Anyway, the point I was going to make, but I've gone a little bit off course, is um, I'm moving to England for the whole of summer. Yeah. My mum is a bit older... And uh, my siblings and I would like to... I might go into graphic detail, but we want to just help her out a little bit. And um, so we've decided to uh, get together for the whole of summer and um, do some stuff. Like, I don't know, I think we're going to move her out. Unless she's listening to this, in which case we're not going to do that. Don't worry, Mum. <laughs> this is why it's a bit sensitive. I don't think she ever listens to the show. Mum, don't worry. I'm just coming home for a bit. Everything's fine. Oh, this could be... I think I've caused her a nervous breakdown already. Um, but anyway, we're going. I'm going back to um, England for the whole of summer. Now, you might be thinking, but what about the show? Or you might be thinking, thank God for that. If you're thinking the first one, but what about the show? Don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to be doing it live from London. So I'm quite excited about it, actually. Um, live or semi-live, you know, because it'll be obviously the time difference means I'll probably be drunk by then. So, um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to... Uh, Keeping this stuff up. And if you like the whole Amanda Capito bit, you know, she comes in a bit later on the show. She will be here today. Uh, we're going to probably keep that as well because I could just have a Skype chat with her. The world's pretty small. It really makes no difference where I am. Obviously, I don't want to make it English-centric. I'm not going to come on and go on about what went on in Downing Street. Uh, and I want you to keep me abreast of the situation here in Canada. And, of course, I'll be regularly um, looking at Canadian news as well. So I look forward to... Next week being live from London. Bit exciting, isn't it? Uh, and it's quite an exciting time to be in the UK, of course. A lot going on uh, there. A lot going on across Europe, really. The French election news is out. A liberal, young, attractive man with a photographic face has got in today. Copycats, aren't they? Um, Emmanuel Macron. And his wife, 64. He's 25 years younger. Used to be his drama teacher. How French is that? It's just the wrong way round to be archetypically French. Yeah. 
So if she's 64, he's 25 years younger. That means, unless I've made a gross mistake, he's 39, which means he's younger than me, which means that's the first time in my life that a Western country has had a prime minister or president younger than me. How have I made this about me? How have I done that? It's just a sign of age, isn't it? It was always going to happen. But it's just that you do feel a bit old when there's someone younger than you making decisions for a whole country and you're organising a, a weekly radio show for an hour a week. I mean, who's, who's putting in the commitment? <clears throat> so that's happening. In the UK, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Theresa May, who last year was anti-Brexit, called, called in an election, of course. Why? Uh, well, in her words, to ensure a swift and sensible Brexit even though she didn't want a Brexit before. So it's sort of the same way your ex insisted on never eating olives, uh, then dumped you and went out with a Greek olive farmer. Uh, her campaign has involved two strategies so far from the British news that I've been watching. Uh, she repeats, strong and stable leadership, until she's blue in the face. And uh, she also knows that her opposition, Jeremy Corbyn, is as strong and stable as a skyscraper made out of balloon animals in a high wind. Jerry Corbyn, the uh, opposition to Theresa May, is, as, I'd say it's probably about as charismatic as Barack Obama's fingernail. Um, he looks like a well-kept homeless man. He talks with the conviction of a man that's been asked to sell halal meat to a white supremacist. You know what I mean? He, he seems permanently scared and as if he's not really believing what he's saying in. It's like someone's got a gun pointed to him at all times, but you can't quite see it off screen. Jeremy is Labour. Um, he has under him the shadow home secretary, a woman called Diane Abbott. And the reason I bring her up is I think Sunday night here in Toronto is a good time to gather around the radio and cringe. Fancy a cringe? Wait for this. Diane Abbott is as organised and well put together as a dishevelled dog that has been asked to plan a wedding. She has absolutely no idea what she's saying. And this is who's supposed to take on, her and Corbyn are supposed to take on May to win the British government. Not going to happen. Well, if it is, it's going to take a, a... She's going to have to say something like, I quite regularly eat rabbits and kill children for, for them ever to get ahead in the polls. Uh, this is why Diane Abbott was asked what uh, she stands on. She says, oh, I want more police, right? This happened on a British talk radio station, not as good as these ones, um, called LBC, London's Best Conversation. And the guy, Nick Ferrari, asked her, right, Diane Abbott, Shadow Home Secretary, what are you going to do? What's your, what's your new manifesto? She said, I want 100,000 more police, right? He said, how are you going to pay for that? How, how much is that going to cost? Hold on to something. Listen to this. You're going to die. Stand by. So how much would 10,000 police officers cost? Well, um, if we recruit the 10,000 police uh, men and women over a four-year period, we believe it'll be about £300,000. £300,000? Sorry, three... 10,000 police officers? What are you saying? them? <laughs> no, I mean, sorry. How much will they cost? They will cost... They will, it will cost um, about, about £80 million. About £80 million? Yeah. Right. How do you get to that figure? 
We get to that figure because we anticipate recruiting 25,000 police extra police officers a year at least over a period of four years and we're looking at both what average police wages are generally but also specifically police wages in London. So it went from £20,000 to £80 million and I'll I'll convert it into Canadian for you so you know what's going on. If you had 100,000 police and you had £80 million to pay them, I've done the maths, for you guys, that's $1,400. $1,400 a year, British police get. Have you seen the prices of flats in London? You think Toronto's bad? Good luck. I, that, I don't even think that would get you a shoebox. I don't think it would. It wouldn't get you a square foot. It's not even a month's rent. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. It's absolutely not. Unless you live, like, in a bunk bed with, with eight people, yeah. In zone 72, just near, you know, Scotland. I mean, for God's sake, woman. And you know what she said afterwards, right? She, <laughs> she went out on the street and people said, do you want to explain why you just said random figures with absolutely no sincerity on LBC? And she said, listen, that's the seventh interview I've done today. Well, then you should know them then, shouldn't you? Like, you should have it like a script. It's terrible. Not one piece of information there was accurate or consistent. Every piece, every number changed. (laughs) The first text in so far on 71010, is that a joke? No, that was real audio. She's, you know, the second, soon to be, could be the second highest uh, ranking member of the British Parliament. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if she got in. We need more schools. How many? Six to 11? 11 to 2. 11, I'd, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, well, I don't know. What sounds good? Uh, I don't know. 100. Yes. That's what I was, I've got here. Yes. How are you going to pay for them? With beans. Magic pissing beans. I don't know. Uh, uh, more text. She sounds like Kathleen Wynne. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite funny. <laughs> it's going to cost, um, it's going to cost. Yeah, um, it's like Kathleen Wynne on Hydro One, yeah, isn't it? Jesus. How's that going? Great. How much are you going to take off the bills? Uh, Sipachubapa. Ooh, it's hard, this game. And when you sort of like start rambling like that, it's you hope it's because their piece of paper in front of them is all mixed up and they need to go back yeah. to it. But she, she had no... No source material whatsoever. No, although I did hear some some paper rattling. So she, maybe. Absolutely. She certainly was trying to make it look like it, but she never got to like any concrete figures because she changed it from, you know, 10,000 cops to 100,000 cops to 25,000 cops a year for four years. It was 80 crazy. million pounds. Yeah, it's bonkers. Pat the producer, by the way. I don't think I introduced you. You come on. I love having you on, but you slip in. And then all of a sudden, you're part of the show. Happy with it. But I always forget to introduce you. And I know there's people thinking, who's this guy? So there he is, Pat the producer. Thanks. Um, quick, someone dock her pay immediately, says someone else. Uh, another text came in. My friend lives in London, 122 steps to the pub. He thinks that's a rough trek. Yeah, it's quite a long way. Oh, it's probably triple that to get back, isn't it? Um, 
And someone else says, no, I meant, is it a joke about you moving to London for summer? No, it's not a joke. Listen, I'm not that funny, but at least I'm funnier than that, aren't I? Yeah, there's no humour to that. What's that? What a crap joke that would be. I hate it when you hear that. Like, when I, I quite often hear, overhear other people. Did you hear about John dead? Oh, my God, are you serious? Of course she's bloody serious. She just said John's dead. Like, I don't know who John is, but I don't, I'm just listening to your conversation. The answer is, yeah, she's serious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My, I know. I'm just joking about my yeah. sister's husband passing away. And the, so you know who does the opposite? I'll say it before she comes in. Amanda Capito, sometimes, sometimes I do a joke, right? a ridiculous joke, like, um, oh, I was on my motorbike today. I rode in from Manitoba. Oh, my God. Are you serious? No, Amanda. Oof. No, yeah. I'm not. Ooh. We once played, um, I'll say this before she comes in. Careful. <laughs> I want to keep her. Uh, I think it's all right. I'll say it in front of her. We're in Nicaragua. You remember we were on a holiday together? We're not lovers. No. Um, but she came down. I was at my birthday down there. It's cheap and it's hot. Have you, have you put your hand outside the window? Why, you can blame me? Thank you. Anyway, so I, I went down there um, and there was a whole bunch of us, like my girlfriend and some other people. And it was, it was a good laugh. And one night we um, got mildly drunk on the balcony of the place we were staying. And we played a game. And I forgive me, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I think it's called The Game of Things. The point of the game is you say a sentence, right? Whoever's the captain says a sentence, for example, the best thing I like to do with my tongue is dot, dot, dot. And then everyone fills out their answers on a piece of paper and puts them in. And it's quite quite a good game because obviously if you put something stupid, like obviously I'm stupid. So I put something like um, wrap it round a lizard or a chameleon. I've always had the hots for newts. I don't think I actually said that, but that's the first thing that's coming out of my mind now. All right, and then someone else put a uh, French kiss, Sandra Bullock, and someone else said, stick it to a lamppost, you know. And, and then at the end of it, if it's your turn, you have to guess who said what, and you get a point for each one, right? We played that game for half an hour, right? Drunk in Nicaragua. So you can imagine it. It was incredibly blue, and it was obviously ridiculously off-centre of PC, yeah? It was not politically correct. And all of the answers were stupid, stupid. But every time we asked a question to Amanda, she'd go, oh, my God, that's such a tough one. What, what would I like to do with my tongue? Like, can I do anything? Like, can I make out with a really hot guy? Yeah, but now you've said that. So, obviously, if you write that down, we know that. Oh, God, this is so confusing. And then, like, it was after half an hour. I'm not, I'm not making this up. She read one out, and she was like, oh, my God, who said they'd make out with a chameleon? And I'm like, me. She goes, well, you can't lie. I think you can. That's Oy. the point of the game. You can lie. That's the whole point. Oh. Sounds like a whale of a time. Yeah. The thing is, I like that about people. You know, if we all got it, it would be boring. You need someone that's a little bit off-center kooky. Everyone's got to play their different roles. Quite. And I can be daft as a brush. Look how Canadian I'm being, cleaning up the mess that I've just made. Exactly. Can't, she, can't she, afford wild cards. Yeah. And also, Pat, let me take this opportunity to say what an attractive woman she is. She rocks a onesie. She will appreciate that. Um, text in. Actually, word is there are fewer pubs in London these days due to property rental prices. But after hearing the Brits PM new maths, no wonder. It wasn't the Brits PM, but it was um, the Shadow Home Secretary. Wannabe Home Secretary. Um, yeah, no, there are a lot less pubs and nightclubs in London. Because uh, if you own a pub, someone will come along and go, so you know that pub, right? Do you make loads of money in it? 
and you'll go, yeah, loads. British people drink loads. It's great. And we don't care about uh, drinking in the street either uh, because we're not uh, a Nazi state. Sorry, a bit bitter, 10 years. Um, so also, like, uh, we have lots of people sitting outside and hanging out and standing up and having a beer. And so, uh, no, I don't want to sell it. Oh, okay. What about £10 million? Uh, I think it's worth more than that. All right, £20 million? Um, Actually, I think it's worth more than that. £100 million? It's like that. And then you'll go, oh, well, everyone's got a price. Do you know what? You can have it. Next week, it'll be a block of apartments. Make some new uh, pubs in the country. Yeah. Micropubs, as in not microbrewery pubs, I mean physically small pubs, um, are popping up left, right and centre. Tell you something else about uh, the UK. I read today there's a political porn parody called Hard Brexit. Three X's. It's been filmed in London. The, ex uh, the executive from uh, Portland TV, a porn maker, has confirmed that scenes from the film Hard Brexit have been recorded in London. In 2012, Television X brought customers Aggie Snatcher, the Iron Lady Garden. <laughs> Love what they've done there. It was an 18-year-old uh, rated series that included such episodes as Vote Snatcher and plenty of others that I can't read out. Further news about Hard Brexit is to be released in June when the film comes out. Uh, but if you like porn parodies set in Britain, it's, it'll be just in time for the election. I said election. Behave yourselves. Politics and pornography are actually frequent bedfellows. There's a porn website, apparently, I've never heard of such a thing, called X Hamster, and it held a competition for a Donald Trump lookalike. That's one time you would want to be looking like that guy, I guess. Uh, the winner of the contest uh, went on to star in plenty of films as a US porn president. Um, they're yet to come out. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen any. You like porn. Have you seen any... Trump films? I think I know who they mean, yeah. Really? Yeah, they, that company has done a lot of those weird viral marketing campaigns. You know, Making a Murderer. They were willing to send the, the younger brother to WrestleMania or something like that once he got out. They do all kinds of weird stuff like that. Uh, my favorite was on the inauguration day. Someone uploaded a video of uh, the inauguration swearing in and titled it, this was on X Hamster as well. Titled it, Rich White Man Screws the Entire Country at Once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, text in, is this Chinese and Russian money being parked in London property? Very serious text for this show. Uh, the answer is yes. Huge amount of Russians there. Yeah. It's a major uh, ethnic uh, community in London. Yeah. And uh, what else have we got? Uh, we'll miss you. Uh, mate, I say, I say I'm doing the show next week as normal. Nothing's going to change. I don't even sound the same. You should see what bloody money I spent on my own personal microphone. $500 for me. That's oh, pretty good. That was, I spent that. Old muggins. God, have we rambled on for 25 minutes? Time for a break and we'll come back with some stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, unless you loved it, in which case, you're welcome. <laughs> Tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Uh, can you send me that so that I can put it on when I do my show live from London? Uh, I'll be live from London for the next or oh, good chunk of time, whole of summer, because I'm going back there to look after a family issue. Should have just said that in the first place, shouldn't I? 
Um, someone says, will Photoshop be up and running while you're away? I wonder what they mean by that, Pat. Any ideas what that Photoshop might be called? They wouldn't be talking about MrPhotoCanvas.com now, would they? MrPhotoCanvas.com, a place that puts your photograph on canvas in a beautiful, upscale way, but for a ridiculously small price. And you get to pay when you pick it up, so there's no risk. Fantastic. I know I my, my uh, mother greatly appreciates her uh, Mr. Photo Canvas uh uh, Canvas. Canvases. Yeah. Struggled with that, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't know what else to call it. I didn't want to say canvas two times in a row. Artwork. Artwork. Perfect. Done. Um, so there you are. Uh, yes, it will be running. I'm, uh, I'm actually a bit scared about it because I've never left my business in someone else's hands for so long. And uh, I've got a, a girl running it, a business colleague, and if she messes it up, I will crucify her. So don't forget that, Stacey. Iron Fist, I think, in business. That's what you need, isn't it? They hey, call Kim Jong-un of business. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. I think fear, which is being spread by the president of the uh, of the United States, is the best way to go when you want people to follow orders. Speaking of which, what's uh, in our new edition of our usual feature, what has Trump done recently to take humanity and kick it in the nuts? Uh, well, very recently he set up Voice. Voice is victims of immigration crime engagement. All right, victims of immigration crime engagement. Engagement is kind of unnecessary because it could just be victims of immigration crime. But Voic didn't sound good. I think they were going to call it RAF, racists against foreigners, but. Uh, the Royal Air Force weren't too happy about it. Anyway, the idea is it's, a, amongst other things, a helpline where you can rat on immigrants that have done crimes. Yeah, it's from Trump's government, otherwise known as Trump's family. Uh, they said, we are providing a voice to those who have been ignored by our media and silenced by special interests. Voice, victims of immigration crime engagement, is a hotline to call if an immigrant breaks the law. <laughs> What happened to 911? Isn't that, the, isn't that what that again? That was my first thought. Right? If an American sees a man with a large moustache, not a hipster, a Hispanic, climbing out of a window with a bag, call voice. A hotline in previous administrations that was named, I don't know, the police. Uh, but that one wasn't quite racist enough. Um, so that should fix it. It's been painstakingly argued that such a list... Um, to put a light on immigrants, puts undue focus on the immigrants. And actually, a 2015 study by non-profit American Immigration Council found, quote, immigrants are far less likely to commit serious crimes or be behind bars than the native-born. And high rates of immigration are associated with lower rates of violent crime and property crime. A different study by the Sentencing Project, a criminal justice group, concluded that foreign-born residents of the United States commit crime less often than native-born citizens. So, yet again, a waste of money that's been pulled out of international aid. Voice established a toll-free hotline, as I said. I don't know what it's called. 1-800-blame-an-immigrant, I suppose. But the people have stood up. I love Twitter for this. The first tweet about it was from some guy, and it said, wouldn't it be a shame if millions of people called this hotline to report their encounters with aliens of the UFO variety? That then inspired another tweet saying, don't forget to call 1-855-48-VOICE and let them know if you've seen an illegal alien Sasquatch, particularly near the Canadian border. 
Someone else said, do not call the illegal alien hotline to report space aliens or Phil Collins sightings. I also don't advise that you call the illegal alien hotline on 185548voice to report robots looking for Sarah Connor. Don't do that. As a result, and I checked it earlier, the line's been shut down. <laughs> Isn't it great when people just come together and say, you know what? No. Yeah, any kind of big government bureaucracy kind of thing that just gets eaten alive by regular people is so funny. It's great, isn't it? It's Particularly a, when it's funny, funny. Yeah, this is like the best form of non-violent protest. Exactly. It is so effective just to make fun of someone or, you know, like tease them a little bit. They actually shut the phone line down. Yep. And I called it earlier and they said, we're open from eight till eight on a Sunday. I'm like, well, it's ten past five and you're not open. So, yeah, they've, they've done the, the classic, like, not admitting that it's not working and shutting it down. Also, isn't America comprised of many time zones? So which, do, do they have, oh, like, it was regionalized East, it, it was Eastern Standard Time. Ah. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if the call center was manned in Mexico? In no short time, it will be sourced out of a call center in another country. Exactly. Guaranteed. Hello, you're reaching uh, Rajesh in Mumbai. How can I help you today? I've just seen an illegal immigrant. Yeah, I'm not that bothered. The I'm all right. only people they could afford to pay to work at those places are illegal immigrants and people overseas. So stop using a government office to promote bigotry, spread fear, and divide the USA. All right, Trump? Nobody, nobody. I'm tremendous. I am actually tremendous. I think a lot of people would say that at uh, Division. Is it Division? I don't know. I mean, yeah, me, Division. I'm so good at Division, it'll make your head spin. Amanda Capito's coming in, um, so that's rather exciting. I suppose we should probably get the break out of the way, and then we're free rolling all the way to the end. So let's do a little cheeky break, and then I'll come back with Comedy Gold. <laughs> is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. It's a pony. Because Amanda is a little horse. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, she's here with a bit of a husky rasp. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I've said this before, because you, you do seem to lose your voice quite a lot. And when you do, you sound like you're the sort of person that organises 20-year-olds to go out on the piss in Miami. <laughs> And then goes out on the piss with them, possibly canoodles with one of them, even though she's significantly older, and then comes back and says, how was your trip? Oh, it was amazing. I raved all night. Sign me up. That's not what I was doing. Well, how have you managed to get this rasp? Um, I was actually at the, there was a 6K yesterday for World Vision in Richmond Hill, and I was the person in charge of cheering people on at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> and I cheered people on for like an hour straight. Oh. So this is what happens when you're in the cold and it's kind of rainy and you're you're just going like, let's go, let's go. I've always said, and now we have categorical proof that you're far too optimistic and cheerful. <laughs> it now is your downfall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your is, laugh sounds really funny. It sounds really bad. Oh, it's. Oh, I'm going to do a joke. It's interesting <clears throat> if I can make you laugh so we can get it again. No. Um, why did the condom fly across the room? I don't know why. It was pissed off. It's really bad. Oh, sorry, I forgot to do a good joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got a good one. 
Um, so this, you're joining us on News Talk 10. 10. <laughs> Vinny trying We're to make Amanda losing. laugh to listen to her rasp. We're losing listeners. <laughs> this is bad radio. Uh, um, how do you sell a frog to a partially deaf man? Um, something with a croak. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to buy a frog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's worth it for that laugh. Oh, I love it. That was a good one. All right. May is National Masturbation Month, Amanda. Wow. Fact. Don't worry if you forgot to send someone a card. Uh, but it is. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to go through this with you. When I say that, I just want to go through the story with you. Not okay, the, okay, not the okay. act. Um, Thank you. Uh, before you celebrate in privacy of your own home, that it is Masturbation Month, have you ever considered indulging in the planet Earth's favourite pastime at work? I'll say that again. Masturbation at work. There's a guy called Mark Sargent. He's a psychology lecturer at uh, Nottingham Trent University. And he says that a masturbation break would be very effective at work and a great way to relieve tension and stress. I believe it. This was echoed by psychologist and life coach Dr. Cliff Arnall. Taking a masturbation break for boredom would be an escape and it would increase work focus, he said. He suggested that the masturbation policy could be implemented in workplaces. There would be more focus, less aggression, higher productivity and more smiling. And yes, apparently masturbation breaks uh, at work are now officially endorsed by science. If you masturbate a lot, particularly at work, I don't know how they came up with this, um, you will be happier. Wow. Uh, Dr Arnold points out the problem. Failure to achieve an orgasm quickly could result in increased frustration and excessive break lengths. That could be awkward, couldn't it? Where's, where's Phil in accounts? I need to do the paperwork. I think he's cracking one off again. Um, he also suggests that you should not fantasise about colleagues as this might result in cognitive impairment or just inappropriate workplace conduct. Well, how are they going to track that? Get <laughs> <laughs> to fill out a survey after you're done being like, yeah, like what was going across your you're head? In a, you're in a factory, you clock in, you clock out for your free masturbation break, no more than 10 minutes. <laughs> But don't you dare think about Delilah in HR. <laughs> Why do I always come up with those stupid names when I come? I try and find a random name and I come up with Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. I want you. That's from the song. It's also from Tom Jones's. My, my, my. Emma. No, uh, Delilah. <laughs> anyway. Um, one would assume then that you would watch pornography on your phone in the cupboard. That's one way you could uh, masturbate in the workplace. Time Out New York 2015 said 39% of male readers admitted to masturbating in the office already. 39%. Oh. And they're the ones that admit it. Right. So that's got to be like half of the guys that you know at work have had a little shuffle in the loo. Wow. Does that change the way you look at this this office? Um, this organisation? Your organisation? Like, I no, this is like a natural part of human, you know, human beings. So, but then the fact that it's like in the water, like when, what? I don't know. It's obviously not, not socially acceptable at this stage in the game. But at maybe stage, one day it will be. Would you like it to be? I can't really imagine a world where it is, but maybe it should be. Would you like to be able to say to your boss, what's your boss's name? Actually, maybe, maybe we won't do that. Let's weird. call your boss Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to say, Delilah, I have been working all morning. She'll be like, oh, no, go for lunch. No, I don't want to go for lunch. I, I've actually had a sandwich while I was working. Can I just, do you mind if I just pop to the loo? She'll be like, oh, you don't have to ask for that. Like, that seems weird to me. I just can't. I, I you can't. don't want to live in that world? I just haven't lived in that world ever and I'm okay. So I Exactly. Like... That's it, isn't it? Things are <laughs> yeah, fine now. I'm fine. If people go off and do that, that's okay too, ish. Like those 39% of people, are, do they notice Men. a 
men mm. specifically? Do they notice a difference in their workflows and do they feel fine? And if they do, then great. The psychologists say that they should be more productive. Apparently, the benefits of such shenanigans include relieving boredom, stress, horniness. Well, that's, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Masturbation relieves horniness. Does it? <laughs> I mean, as a monk, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah... It's uh, advice that is more aimed at male employees than female. Unfortunately, this survey doesn't say how many women admit to masturbation at work. What do you think, Pat? Do you think that goes on? No, this is uh, that it's perfect that Amanda does not get it because I think only a guy could possibly understand this impulse of just like, I am going (laughs) to, in a public bathroom, start masturbating 30 feet or less from like people I have to shake hands with and file papers well, with. Well, in some, in some cases, less than a foot away yeah. if you're in a cubicle and someone else is using the other one. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, the, I don't know how you concentrate in that environment. So, Pat, you're saying you've done it. You're one of the it 39%. Does sound that way, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, I'd it. be a, a goddamn lie if I said I had never <laughs> <laughs> done there that is, work. You heard it first on News Talk 1010. <gasps> this is Pat, crazy. the producer, has used... Oh, I know which one it is. Not I bet here. it's the one at the end of the hall. No, it's never here. I was a 14-year-old working at a golf course. I had plenty of time to kill. Oof. Wow. Vinny, have you ever done it? All I'm going to say is I wish there was another ad break. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we've done them all, but I've never, ever been so horny in my life. Um, no, I haven't. Um, and if I had, I probably wouldn't admit it, in all honesty. Okay. Yeah. I, I admire you, Pat. Well done, mate, because you've got well, I was going to say you've got bigger balls than me, but apparently you've got smaller ones. <laughs> I'm an honest fool. <laughs> Uh, in response to the survey, one sex toy company called Hot Octopus, a manufacturer of sex toys in New York, erected a masturbation booth in New York City exclusively for men, and they called it Guy-Fi. That's, I don't, who wants to go in there? That sounds really tacky. I don't know, but what, it's for the men, so does that appeal to you? I've seen it, actually, but not in um, New York. I was in, of all places, South Africa... And I was travelling around and I went with the people I was travelling with to a, a porn store. We had a few hours to kill before the, the truck took off. And um, went in this porn store and there was masturbation booths at the back. Okay. Did yeah. you go in? So, and so you can... And the, I think they're in Amsterdam as well. No, I didn't. No. Okay. Because like, it's weird. The tissues, the Kleenex. This is, is this getting a bit disgusting? We'll <laughs> I don't move know where this is going. I don't the, know where this... the Kleenex was on the outside. So you had to take a... A clump of Kleenex before you go in. In advance, okay. I mean, it's like it's obvious what you're doing going in there anyway, but just that act is just so... Yeah. Ugh. Should we move on? Yeah. You're going to love what I'm moving on to. Can't wait. Baby names. Okay. <laughs> what a transition. It's a weird contrast. There's a sort of relationship there yeah, somewhere. Makes you know sense. what I mean? Yes. You won't have to worry about baby names if you masturbate at work a lot, I should assume. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to baby names. Uh, if you've opened up a newspaper in the past decade, you'll know, be in no doubt aware that there's some very weird names out there. Uh, for every Tom, Dick and Harry, there now seems to be bears and apples. And, well, I can't remember which celebrity named their kid Blue. Can you remember? That was recent. Kanye and what's-her-face. Was it? Oh, Blue, Blue Ivy. Ivy. What? Blue Ivy? No, that wasn't Kanye. That was Beyonce. Oh, yeah, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you're listening to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's no surprise then that some names are in decline. Emma's, Olivia's and Liam's are dominating the registries, uh, uh, but others are seriously suffering, so much so that the International Baby Centre, 
which I believe is a, a baby monitoring name station, amongst other things, uh, said there's only 24 names that haven't been in the registry at all in the last 45 million names. Wait, and is this an international registry? Yes. Okay. Well, but then having said that, I noticed that all of these are quite Western names. Well, and also the name, even they keep kind of seem Londony, like they were using Harry. No one's naming their kid Harry. Oh, I think they are. Loads of people name their kid Canadians? Harry. Canadians? Yeah, you love the rules nearly as much as we do. Mm, I don't speak for myself in that sense. I, I, don't, I don't know any Harrys. If you're Harry, text in on 71010 <laughs> and also text in your baby age. Name, and I mean baby names, you know, any babies right. being named Harry. If you're Harry, text in with your age. If you have a Harry, yeah. have conceived or donated sperm to produce a Harry, <laughs> could you... That was very graphic. <laughs> I could have just, just said, going, are the father of. I don't know why. really graphic. I know, well, this is that last conversation. So sorry. <laughs> I'll clean it up in London. They insist on it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, if you're at Harry, can you 71010? And uh, we'll go from there. And I must answer this question because it comes in a lot. Amanda, do you still work at 1010? The answer sort of not really. Not really. No. I just do this show. She works for a charity. Well, yeah. that's what she says. I think she's, I think she shouts for a living. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the girls' names that are to be extinct. So if you're thinking about a baby name and you want to save the world and come up uh, and, and not let these die out, uh, girls' names, Scylla, that's gone, Bertha, Thank God. Who wants that? <laughs> Sorry, Bertha. Cynthia, Janice, Anita, Marcia, Mildred is nearly dead. Right. I'm not surprised. Dorothy, which I don't mind, Dorothy. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Edna. That's okay. like, you've got to be 97. Yeah, you? no, that's out. Um, Bonnie, Cindy. One of my best friends is called Cindy. Mm, interesting. Donna, Gail and Karen. Karen? No. Come on. Really? I are you a baby Karen? Text in. Well, get your mum and dad to. <laughs> uh, boys' names that are about to go extinct. Ian. No way. Yeah. Frank. Really? Clarence. Well, okay. Could live without fine. that, can't that's we? What, that's fine. Ricky. Are this, no. It says here Ricky's going to go extinct. I don't believe this. No one's called their baby Ricky in the last 45 million names. How do they know? They're checking all... In the around the world, I am a little dubious I, about I'm where this has come skeptical. from. <laughs> you just go through census. It's easy. But Every I, Western country has to write down the names of the babies. And they're saying that no one has called their name their kid Frank. Well, Emma's just, Frank. No Frank. Twenty-four names that haven't been registered by their forty-five million users so far this year. So in the yeah. And actually, it must be international because there's 45 million babies that can't be British. There's only 64 million people. You can't have 45 million babies banging out in the in the first few months. So it has to be all these countries. Wow. But I and admire that despite the fact you're no longer a journalist, you still have the keen... You know, I just got to be a fact checker. Yeah. God. Critical thinking. But we need more of you in the world. More <laughs> than ever before. I actually like it when I get fact checked. Unlike someone... <laughs> Um, boys' names to go extinct, as I say, Ian, Frank, Clarence, Ricky, Edmund. Uh, I haven't heard of Edmund. Gus. Never met a Gus, have you? Oh, I have. Yeah, my, my cousin dated a Gus. Was he fat? He was, he was like, chunk. He was, like, hefty. I don't think you can be a thin Gus. Um, I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I mean, it's terrible for me to say so, but I've never <laughs> heard of a thin Gus or a thin Bertha. <laughs> but I don't know if that's just because Bertha gives you connotations of sheer big, birth. Big Bertha. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, the alliteration. 
Roger's nearly dead. Really? Yeah. Which I understand in Britain because it means um, sexual intercourse. Right. So if you say, oh, God, I'd like to give her a good Roger in, it doesn't mean a kid called Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it means you'd like to do naughty things with her. Or you think about her in the work booth. Um, Bertram. I've never met one. I nope. didn't even know that was a name. No. Nope. Didn't Have you ever heard that, Pat? Yeah, I know the name, but only from like old British novels and like <laughs> watching Turn on AMC or something well, like that. Well, it's funny you should mention old British novels. The next one is Rolled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think probably the most surprising for me, boys' names going extinct, it's your duty to call your baby Clive. Well, that's not a popular one. It's not a very good name, no. is it? You Clive Owen is the only good one. Yeah. You don't yeah, meet I mean, a lot of Canadian Nigels either, do you? No. Oh. Very surprised by Frank and Ian. Wait, did anyone text in? Um, Any For your information, Prince Harry's birth name is actually Henry. Not sure why. Is Harry short for Henry, they say? Is that is that true? Uh, I used to be Harry, but now I manscape, says someone else. Oh, good one. Probably ha, Can ha. you do that? It would work better in your accent. Can you do it? Like, say that, that text yeah. code? I used to be Harry, but now I'm Manscaped. No, because you actually just said Harry. You've got to say Harry, but in a Canadian accent. Harry. I'm saying it regular. Oh, my God. So if you were to have a man called Harry and he had a lot of hair, what would you say? Oh, like the name and the, and the adjective? Yeah. Harry. I think I'm saying it the same. Harry. Do you actually say the same word for both? Har- yeah. What have you done to my language? <laughs> it's Harry and Harry. Oh, my God. It's, it's so obviously Harry, Harry. <laughs> oh my god, one's got an eye in it. I'm no. gonna punch you in the face. No. <laughs> no, Text all, in if you think Amanda's an idiot. It's Seven, all ten, Harry. Ten. It's all Harry. It's not. You can't say Harry when it's Harry. Harry? I, How do you want me to honestly, say it? ten and a half years. I'm Harry. moving I'm moving to London tomorrow, <laughs> right? And I, I honestly didn't know till now that you people said this. Well, also because we don't have people named Harry around here. <laughs> Just don't. So say Prince Harry. Prince Harry. No, listen to my words. Okay. Say Prince Harry as in a hairy person. Prince Prince Harry person. Okay. Now say Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Oh, for (laughs) God. Prince Harry. Pat, can you do it? No, probably not. Prince Harry and Prince Harry. Harry. Oh, my God. Harry and Harry. I mean, I appreciate I'm probably in the wrong (laughs) part of the world to be criticizing you. Yeah. In all honesty, I think everyone here just says Harry. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is amazing. (laughs) I I don't know what to tell you. This is a complete. brains splatter across the walls of the new South Indian studio. It's a revelation. This is the biggest revelation since I phoned my friend Dawn. (laughs) She works in a graphic design office, right? I phoned Dawn. And I said, hi, is Dawn there? And she said, no, no one here called that lives <laughs> here. And I went, but I didn't say that. I said, is Dawn there? She hung up on me. I had to phone Dawn's <laughs> mobile because apparently I was supposed to ask for pissing Don. Wait, Don? What, what are you mixing you up? Don't, you don't even use the W. Like D-A-W-N and D-O-N? Is that what you were mixing up? I wasn't mixing up anything. She couldn't hear and didn't understand the word Dawn as in the break of Dawn. She, because you call Dawn, because yes. you say Dawn. Which like Don is, Corleone. That's D-O-N, isn't it? Exactly. Don. So, I'll do the same test with you now. First yeah. say the word D-A-W-N, and then say the word D-O-N. Yeah, it's, a, it's just Don. Well, nah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And that's why I'm moving to London. <laughs> I can just differentiate between those two, at least. Unbelievable. Don and Don. First text in, English destroyed. <laughs> 
Uh, also, we got one from uh, Harry, and someone else text in idiot. I, th- I, let's, I assume it was aimed at me. I really hope it's not at me. No, you always get loads of compliments. Someone else said, oh, I love Amanda's laugh, even when it's Crosby. Oh, yeah, thank you. you. Needed uh, that. <laughs> you have permanent vocal fry after this, though. <laughs> and the, finally, the, the last text that just came in, I really hope the prince isn't currently here in Toronto with his girlfriend and listening to this rubbish. <laughs> Ditto. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Listen, I'm going to be live from London all the way across um, the whole of the summer, and I'm really looking forward to it. I still want your input, and you'll hear more about it as we do it live from London next week, and Amanda will be part of that as well. Thanks for listening, and take care.